Welcome to Almost Here, Round the Corner of Future Technology podcast with Richard Jacobs. Future Technologies, poised to transform our lives for better or worse, are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used, or just around the corner, from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Hello, this is Richard Jacobs from Future Tech Podcast, Almost Here, Round the Corner Technology. And today I have Jay Berg, uh, founder and CEO of protoblock.com, P-R-O-T-O-Block.com. How are you doing, Jay? Hi, how are you? Thanks for having me. Yeah. So um, just so I don't screw it up, uh, would you tell listeners what Protoblock does and and how it works? So um, Protoblock is a blockchain startup as a company. It's, It's mainly a protocol, um, a blockchain protocol that defines certain actions. And um, in our case, we uh, are turning skill into crypto tokens. So instead of uh, mining in Bitcoin, we we have this kind of gamified front end for for non-technical people that they get coin based on their skill. In our case, it's the skill of fantasy football. Oh, so okay. So people play fantasy football, and they what? They register with Protoblock, and when they make a right guess on a on a game or a player, they get what do you, what do you call the token that you guys have? Fa- fantasy bits. Fantasy bits. Okay. So they get fantasy bits by doing making right uh, right calls. Yeah. Well, in a sense, it's um, we start out with the NFL itself. So uh, you know. Football, at least in this country, is, is a, it's a public, a public domain. Everybody knows what's happening. Hundreds of millions of people following it. And what our protocol states is that we use um, this thing called fantasy points, which has been around for like 30 years. It's a way of normalizing points against uh, through different positions. And the protocol says that for every fantasy point scored in the NFL, 100 fantasy bits are generated or minted right so we, we our minting process is is based off of the randomness of football and the publicness of football so now that we have all these coins minted um they get distributed to whoever's the most accurate at predicting that particular player for that particular game how many points he's going to get so we're going to really the base level it's projections on every player so okay. if if Tom Brady scores 20 fantasy points, and you predicted 20 fantasy points, you will get, those 2,000 will get split amongst you and everybody else who who uh, predicted it. So there's a limited supply, and it's, it's nice. has all the properties of, of proper you know, currency. But what if you have um, a whole bunch of people signed on, and enough of them make the right prediction? You know, so they all produce. Uh, they all yeah. They all share it. in the reward. Okay. Oh yeah. So the more player, the more people that make the right prediction, the more people split a certain finite number of um, fantasy coins. Exactly. Hmm. What do you think this does with um, incentives on getting more people to participate in the network? I mean, wouldn't it, in a way, disincentivize them because? Uh, yeah, the reward goes down. 
Um, well, I mean, actually, so the first people in, you know, uh, as, as more people join, obviously it's, it's harder to get. Um, however, um, there's always going to be more people behind you. And at some point, it's almost like Bitcoin mining, right? If this thing goes the way we think it could, at some point, you know, when there are tens of thousands of people or even more, um, you know, it's going to be a very specialized group that do it. But right now, um, you know, especially last season, you know, we had the, we, we showed how in 30 seconds. So since everything's public, you could copy you could copy other people's projections. So you don't have to sit there and make 650 projections every week. It's almost like fantasy mm-hmm. fantasy football where you, you pick the experts and you copy them. Right. Um, right. It's, it's really. Yeah. It's, it's about separating fantasy skill from non fantasy skill. Um, that's the main thing. But this is just the distribution of the coins. So it's like a Twitch for fantasy football, I guess. And you can ride along with your favorite uh, handicappers. Right. And the point is that you can't, you have to actually actively, you have to actually make an effort to log in and say what you want to do. It's about, it's almost like Steam It, where they have attention. It's, It's about, you know, getting people to download the app and run it. And the app itself has a bunch of information like a Bloomberg terminal, you know, things that hasn't, you know, has never been around in, in fantasy. So we have complete statistics, every single player, um, you know, schedules, uh, history, you know, breakdowns. And, you know, that's people are end up ending up ending up using our our apps for, for other reasons, for just informational reasons. And on top of that, um, they get fantasy bits, and at some point they'll be able to use their fantasy bits for products and services, or you know, something like that. So, how did you come up with this idea? How did I come up with the idea? So, um, so way back. Um, so, my background is uh, in my career is in financial market uh, coding. So, you know, almost like a quant, a quant developer, but more trading developer. So, it, back in the East Coast, um, during the you know, early 2000s, there was this huge, I'm sure you've heard of high-frequency trading. Um, so, mm-hmm. a lot of, like, top, top coders were, were doing that. Um, so, it's a different kind of, of, of thing than it is out here in the West Coast. It's, um, it's all about um, getting things to production and, and just continuously... You know, continuously coding and moving forward. Um, so when I heard about when when I first found out about Bitcoin, um, you know, it was it, the most natural fit is someone that was doing high tech, uh, you know, trading coding. So I immediately started, um, you know, coding against the the APIs and running automated systems and stuff. Um, but early, so the question is, uh, these these things are created. These these bitcoins are they don't really exist. It's an abstract idea, and you know I I know I realized right away based on the liquidity, you know even early on that that this is this really has real value, and the question was where does the value come from? So okay. right and, and so so when when. And, and could we do this in other things? And, and I had a call with uh, Daniel Larimer early on, uh, the guy who um, invented the coin, the term DAC, Distributed Autonomous Corporation, um, the BitShares right. and Steemit. 
So the question really came down to, uh, you know, value. Where does the value come from and what is needed? And, and we came to the conclusion that you just need just a, a utility, any utility, it doesn't matter how big or small it is, you need a utility um, and consensus. So consensus, this is the Satoshi idea, is the consensus creates the value, but the utility makes it a something else other than a currency. Um, so that, that's where that came from. And then, you know, when Satoshi Dice was, the Satoshi Dice was big back then, and you know, originally my protobloc was called Satoshi Fantasy. So we had this idea of um, so I went through. So we had this idea of, of creating creating coins based on skill, and then using them to actually solve a real problem within fantasy, which is we have a so the second the second level is that we have a, an exchange a forwards exchange on the blockchain where you could hedge and speculate with leverage using fantasy bits on individual players. That's the utility that does not exist at this point uh, in, in, the regular, in the regular markets. Oh, in the regular markets, what? You can just go with a whole team? You can't do individual players? Yeah, um, well, exactly. Uh, there's, you have to build a team. Um, and there's there's different rules, um, but and you can't you can't hedge you can't hedge your bet or take something off the table. So you know there's like a sixty let's say a sixty billion dollar market or you know sixty million a lot of people playing and now it's becoming legitimately like legal in all states and you know most of the guys have been doing this since a lot of the guys have been doing this since the late nineties. So you know, those people are in their late late thirties early forties. This, you know they they you know they they're not you know they they have real risk and they spend a lot of time and energy and and why not if you spent six months getting to this place and it's Monday night football and if your player does well you win a hundred grand if he doesn't do well you you win nothing so why not take something off the table like any other financial product so that's kind of where the end goal here and that's a long ways away but that's kind of the utility that could happen from here well how do you hedge a, a football bet what would that look like what's an example okay so um so let's kind of like the chicago um futures exchanges okay. um so tom brady tom brady's week 16 game right at the end of the game so we have a smart contract at the end of the game, the contract's worth the number of fantasy points he scored. So if he scores two, 20 points, the contract's worth you know 2,000 fantasy points. So if you enter into a, you enter into an agreement beforehand that you're going to deliver, either you're going to deliver this contract or you're going to receive it. So you you buy and sell the futures contract before the game, and if you buy a 10 and he scores 20, you make 20. If you sell at 20, he scores 10, you make 10. Um, so it's it's a way to actually take actual uh, positions and, and individual players. And as long as there's a legitimate reason for doing this, which is hedging your other stuff, the rest of the market participants are, are basically doing a service, providing liquidity for the hedgers, just like corn farmers, 
um, and such. Okay. Um, so how do you guys make money running the network? Do you charge transaction fees, or you know, how does it work for you? So that's, that's a great question. I mean, one of the hardest things in this space is is trying to figure out a business model um, that fits with the the old way. And, and we spent a lot of time doing this. And recently we realized that, you know, instead of trying to fit like a square into a round hole, um, instead of trying to use this new way of doing things where there is no one in control and really, you know, really don't control the system and it's, it's, it's a free open a protocol and trying to fit that into a VC model, um, we're starting to realize that there's a hybrid approach here. And I don't know if you were in Bitcoin. Yeah, of course you were in Bitcoin Miami. I met you there. Um, did yeah. you, know, you heard some of the speeches that actually the VCs themselves are getting disrupted by these uh, token sales, right? It's the VCs right now, you know, have 10, 10 or more years for a liquidity event usually. And these ICOs are, liquidity is instant. So there's a middle ground here where we believe um, the VCs themselves could, um, you know, have these type of tokens as well as equity. Um, so that way there's, it, it kind of, so it's all about aligning incentives. So you have incentives on both sides to help the coin and and the company itself. Um, so our money, uh, the way we have a, a much longer term plan, um, short term, we could uh, do things like BitPay, um, you know, just serving the fantasy community. Our, our fantasy community is a very, very smart, uh, sophisticated people that are not very technical. Um, definitely not into blockchain. So, you know, we could offer just typical services um, or like a PayPal for for these guys offering their services. But long term, we we um, we believe that there's uh, that there's legal precedent to actually get regulated by the CFTC. And in that case, again, we're going to have to do something. Unique. Um, we're going to we want, we want to bring them into the blockchain. Obviously, that, yep. that creates a centralized part. But that's just the the um, the end, you know, the, the end game, not the core. So that's yeah. And then eventually we will have um, yeah, there will be transaction fees for for the trading. And okay. our, our actual yeah. That's how that's so, one of the ways in which that you'll make money to be able to run it. That's well, that is, is as opposed to just you know holding on the fantasy bit. That's one way the protoblox. Uh, can make money um, and also we have you know this is just the first one there's we have like another one up our sleeves and you know if if this token sale happens and we raise money we consider this you know like revenue for the company we built something that people want and we could do it again right. for other you know we engineered this specifically for this use case so there's nothing cookie cutter right we, we built this from scratch we engineered it specifically for the use case we concentrated most of our effort on the actual end game and not the, you know, not just not the token. Um, so I believe that if you do that, um, there could be a lot of other cases where you could, you know, align incentives to create value. 
Okay. So what stage are you at with uh, with Protoblock? You're you're going to be doing an initial coin offering this year, or I mean, where are you at with things? Okay, so, so um, you know, we did things a little differently. We launched officially. So I wrote the white paper in, in 2014. Um, so the beginning of September 2014, we announced the launch of the protocol in a public forum, and you know, we didn't. And then we didn't actually have a, a, a full implementation until a year later in 2015. But uh, September 2015, we actually went live um, with our end product, which is the projections game, um, to the fantasy users. Um, it was called, okay. you know, before we rebranded, it was had a different name. And then, so we had the first season. Um, and then uh, week 15, we, we introduced the trading. And then uh, this year again, we re we revamped everything we marketed it changed the marketing and we had you know uh google apps and apple we're in the apple iphone and you know our, our application is really pretty now it's kind of like a bloomberg terminal-ish and so we went so we had the second full season with hundreds of players making projections um you know people you know they followed the rules how to do it and you know mm -hmm. all these coins have been distributed so over the last two years is about, you know, I got to get the exact numbers, let's say about 10 million coins distributed based on mm -hmm. the project, the number of fantasy points scored in the NFL. So, so we've been running for two years and you okay. know, we did have a, a, we did have an early angel investor and, you know, back to aligning incentives. One of the things we realized um, that First of all, there's a couple of very, very difficult technical challenges to, to uh, distributed computing, which is a general problem. But our users themselves are, you know, behind nets, behind firewalls. They're, they're on their phones. They're not. They don't really have full servers that they're going to, you know, keep running. So we have a, what's called a proof of skill, our blockchain, where okay, it's kind of like. It's kind of like a proof of stake, right? Where you have to um, mine the coin by, by running your, by keeping your system on and having a good full node. So mm. what, we're, what we're thinking about doing is since the first year had no users, um, there's this, I, this fantasy um, agent, what it's called from our white paper. If nobody makes a projection, the coins get, the fantasy agent gets the coins, right? So. Theoretically, Fantasy Agent has about 5 million coins from the from 2014. So we're looking at reaching out to the technical community, you know, showing them our unique uh, proof of skill and how it's, uh, you know, how there's no mining or burning uh, fossil fuels for no reason. Right. And if, if they're willing to, you know, run full nodes, um, maybe it makes sense to instead of burning those coins, you know, sell those coins as a one-time deal. So it's not really an ICO because it's already live, but um, we're going to sell these uh, 20, 2014 coins, and this is going to be the only time you're ever going to be able to purchase skill. And skill is what's needed for, um, you know, stake, for mining the coin. Okay, gotcha. What what is the behavior of people that are getting the um, 
the fantasy coins? Are they holding them? Are they just trying to uh, sell them? And what's going to happen to someone that holds the coins? I mean, what have you seen to the value? So, so we did, we did, we again, we did, we did things differently. So we first built the, uh, the the user apps, and then you know we built the core of our blockchain, but we have not sure. we have not built the coin yet. So right now the coins are just tokens okay. that cannot be transferred transferred anywhere. So, so there's really you know there's really nothing you could do with the coins besides for using it inside the blockchain trading game. Um, so we're kind of thinking, we think of like, you know, there's like a bubble. So we're inside like a, we're inside like a video game and we're selling digital assets from in the video game that can't get out. Um, okay. But we kind of feel like we're in like a bubble where we're creating value, you know, and at some point, if there's enough value being created, um, at some point we could just turn on a transfer transaction or it could be done by a distributed community and then and then it will be acting like a normal coin. Okay, but you haven't decided how you want it to go yet. Um, we have a plan, and we do have a plan. Uh, we we plan okay. we plan on doing this, you know, hopefully in, in 2018. But you know, we we we, we have a lot of uh, legal stuff to get through and then discuss with uh, various various people before we mm. actually turn on the coin. Okay, makes sense. And I guess it would be probably, uh, you know, to go into other sports, I guess that would be too much for right now, right? Probably fantasy football is plenty. So it's, to me, I mean, well, at least it used to be. Fantasy football is like the Bitcoin of, of, of fantasy sports. It's, it's, the, it's the biggest one. Um, and it also has some really unique properties for, for distributed applications. So, you know, we run from week one to week 16. You know, it's week one, week two, every week. Um, the week starts, the week ends, everyone plays the games, there's a schedule. It's, it's very clean and it fits really mm -hmm. nice with the blockchain. Uh, other sports really don't um, fit nice with the blockchain. And okay. um, so there's, we, we may go into other avenues, maybe soccer, and, but we also, um, our technology could be used for, for other things. But, um, yeah, we want to we want to finish. You know, want to want to get we want to like complete this. And so the next step is that we're going to be working with Airbits for this coin sale in May. And not it's not really a coin sale. It's maybe even like a factum. It's really you're buying instead of instead of having to make project you make projections and try to try to raise coins if you want to go into exchange to trade. You kind of could skip all that and buy the coins um, in this coin sale, which um, allows you to, you know, start trading now. So um, it's, it's going to be a token sale. Um, we're going to okay. basically distribute all, the, all those coins to whoever wants to get involved. And once we do that, um, we plan, you know, we have a, a rollout schedule of how that goes from there. All right, very good. Any... Um any insights you've gotten from from running this to people that are doing it right now, you know, that are making predictions? Anything that um, you've learned that's different from, you know, regular fantasy football right now? Anything that surprises you that you've learned from the from the fantasy side? Yeah, you know, like there's normal fantasy football in the regular world, and now you're trying to bring it into the you know the blockchain world. 
you know, so you're in the thick of it every day, you're working on it, but anything that has happened where you you were surprised, oh, I didn't know that it would go this way, or, hmm, that's surprising. Yeah, yeah, it seems like, um, it seems like people uh, like, you know, they like doing, like using the system just for the, just because it's natural to them, because they, they have all the information in front of them. So, you know, it could be like we end up with a Slack situation where we, we built one thing and we end up with this amazing, you know, desktop application, you know, thing. Mm. So that's, you know, it seems like people, they, they love just playing it and they don't, obviously they don't even understand the coin, but they just love the fact that, you know, they get up the leaderboard and, and it's immutable and, and things like that. Um, and it's free. So what we're trying to explain to the to guys that, you know, we're, we're you get basically getting paid for your last 10 years of, of you know, intense studying of, of this topic. And the, mm-hmm. the way we do it is it's not, the way we do it is that it's, it's so tedious and complicated for someone who just shows up and doesn't know anything about fantasy football, but someone who's an expert, everything makes sense. It's easy. It's, it's so it's more of a, a tedious thing for non-experts and it's very natural for the experts and you know that's how we are defining it yeah. okay well, very good anything else um you wanted to talk about that i didn't bring up um no that, that's really it i uh, just um i don't know if uh, you know any uh feelings on uh proof of uh, proof of skill it seems to be a hot topic in uh, bitcoin and Bitcoin Miami. Well, yeah, as um, as someone makes more predictions, I mean, I don't want to say it's gambling, but I mean, is there a real, do you feel like people have a true skill in fantasy football where they get better at at predicting or is it really, you know, about probabilities and chance and there is no such thing as like true skill? You know, what do you believe? <laughs> Oh, there's there's definitely true skill. Now, Jeff Kings and you know, the new the new kids in the block they they took a lot of the skill away and they made it they made it. Um, so it's actually the original fantasy sports is the same skill as a as a, a general manager, you know, evaluating talent and putting it all together. Um, in our case, the skill is a little more. It's a little much simpler than that. It's the skill of even knowing that the starter's injured and the backup starting. Like it's just. It's just being involved in the game. Like we're mm. inclusive. Everyone who plays fantasy gets is in, is in and gets coins. So we're just separating people that are into fantasy from people that are just hacking or trying to get it. So that's the first step. Is you know everyone's inclusive. It's not really a competition between the people. Um, yeah, we we think there's definitely skill. I mean, if anyone who's played anyone who's played a season long contest, you know, you put twenty dollars in August, you spend forty hours a week, and then Maybe you make $75 in January. I mean, it's not about the money. It's about a sense of accomplishment, you know, doing the trades and the research and analysis. That's what it used to be. Um, And then daily came along four years ago, and the market went from a billion to like $5 billion in the last four years. So there's obviously a need, a want and a need for for more capacity. But it turns out that they, they actually turned it into a little poker which is why it seems like now it's the probabilities and it's about, um, you know, it's, it's, it's about the probabilities. But we have a paper describing the issues with daily. Um, 
and how it could be solved. And one of the things that our system does, it actually spits out a data feed. So we have real-time ticker feed for you know efficient market prices on all the players. So we could actually now use these prices for yeah. the salary cap instead of having it static. So actually, you always have the correct the correct prices for players, and that's like the beginning of solving some of these problems. Yeah, I think well, I mean, it sounds like proof of skill may be the most virtuous way to uh, to accumulate a given token. So I mean, it, it sounds yeah. like it has some way to go to be developed, but. I don't see anything untoward about it to me. And I think it's interesting. So, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Definitely excited about it. And anyone wants to learn more, um, you know, it's protoblock.com. And, you know, we're still trying to figure out the best way to do this uh, token sale. Um, and, you know, we should have an announcement soon. Okay. Well, Jay Berg, protoblock.com, thanks for doing the call. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. You have been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post a review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.